0: This is where we're going to be talking about the deep things of God. In fact, I felt like this is the week we're going to go into the deep end, whether you can swim or not. And I'm excited for what's going on right now, just in the world, even though it might look like things are are a rough time right now. God has it all under control. And I believe that the attacks that we're seeing are to get you to quit. That's That's the thing right now is to get you to quit. I want to encourage you to hang in there, to stay with it, because we're on the verge of a big breakthrough, both as a church, as a nation, uh, I believe, as individuals and ministries and businesses, I believe this. And that's why I keep saying to people, I I send out my daily prophetic words, I I do things that, that encourage people, because the Lord told me a while ago, the test we're under right now is to see if you'd quit. My goodness, you know, if you're still here, if you're still listening to my voice, there's a good chance that you have not failed the test. And uh, if you did quit, my goodness, what do you do? Anyway, I'm just saying, I'm so excited. I have a special guest on today. It's my good friend, Katie Susan. She's been on our broadcast a couple of times Katie has a ministry called Expected End Ministries. She was a career criminal most of her life, and uh, she'd done some stuff. She served time. Now, I tell you, she has a strong anointing. My goodness. Actually, I got a hold of one of her audios years ago, my wife and I, that the Glory Light audio that changed our lives. We were, we were driving along, and someone sent it to us, and said, I'll play this Katie Souza thing. And and we played it, and it was a, what I would say was a a new wineskin for inner healing. At that time, when I listened to it, I said, man, this this is good stuff. That was several years ago. Then I had this dream that I meet a woman who had been in prison, and she helped me to get out, and here we are. We have Katie. We're friends now, and she lives in Arizona with her husband, Robert. She teaches, produces. She's got a TV show. She does prison ministry, and amazing things i tell you i've seen miracles that you would not even believe your eyes all right katie welcome to the show
1: hey doug how are you doing awesome i'm so happy to be here
0: yeah so you're in arizona right now
1: i am i'm actually home uh especially for this so i could be here so we could hang out
0: yeah my goodness we've become friends and uh your ministry has really helped me actually during my time I went this time of chemical sensitivity and healing and it was your ministry, you and your ministry that really helped restore me. I'm really grateful for you guys.
1: Well, you've definitely paid us back. I mean, I, I, I've had many times when I've had an issue and i right away I go, I need to text Doug. <laughs> I text you and you always have had an answer for me. So, wow. and, and you've always found stuff that I, I had no clue even existed. I was like, wow, I didn't even see that before until you pointed it out. And then I get the resolution. So yeah. you've been a really good friend to us. Yeah, you know, we've
0: been flowing. There's some people, you know, some people, we, you know, we, we minister together. Other people we become friends. And then there's some that where you're paralleling. It's like, wow, you're going through the same thing. We, like I, we got on the phone today. and They're like, we should talk more often we're, because, you know, we're two agree together. It will be done. You know, there's a power and agreement, and we're living things out. And I had a dream, not a dream, it was an encounter with the Lord and a dream. And I had my heavenly office, I was in my heavenly office, and Katie Susan was given an office right next to mine in the Court of Heaven. And so I had actually texted her that she started to move in this area of the Courts of Heaven in prayer and things like that. Remember Uh that?
1: Yeah, oh man, that was huge, okay, because like, I can remember you sent me this text. He goes, okay, you said, you have an office next to mine in the courts of heaven. You're going to start to move in it. You gave me the Zachariah scripture, right? And all that. And I'm thinking to myself, what? I know nothing about the courts of heaven. What are you talking about? Right. And right after that, it's like, bam, it got birthed in me. I got, you know, like I'm not the, the, you know, creator or originator of the courts of heaven uh, revelation, but man, since that, moment you text me god has given me my own stuff and unlike moving in it big time so it was like that was like a total prophetic word given right at the exact moment so i think i mentioned you like two or three times in my new book because all right <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah well it's powerful because you know the bible's really clear he says what you bind on earth is bound in heaven. What you loose on earth is loosed in heaven. And we're moving into a time right now where we're interacting on earth as it is in heaven. So, we, no. And people aren't understanding this, but I believe that we're moving into this place where, like you would do, I, I heard you uh, people tell me too that you would do a time where, where you would take people into the courts of heaven. So you're on earth and you're interacting in heaven at the same time on people's behalfs, and you see things happen.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, this is where seated in heavenly realms of Christ, right? So, and our spirit's eternal. Right. So, we can operate in the spirit realm while we're still here on earth. I mean, Jesus talked about it. I think it's John 4, where he says, you know, no one has ever seen the Father but the one who descended from heaven, who is also ascended in heaven. Yeah. And so, he was saying, even though I came down from heaven, I'm here operating in this realm, I'm also ascended. In heaven at the same time so we can actually be here but our spirit can be operating where we're at where we are actually been decreed that we're seated in heavenly realms of Christ and we're citizens of heaven so yeah I mean you know we do it by faith right right but it is actually happening in that realm in the heavenly realms while we're here on earth decreeing it yeah so
0: yeah yeah. I believe that decree (laughs) what you say there that's the key it's like a legal document, and yeah, you know, when I was doing all my research, you know, and uh, you know, on how to do this stuff, and I noticed that when Jesus interacted with Satan in the wilderness, he used the Bible to decree, but it was almost like they were two lawyers. They were arguing the word, you know, they were arguing Ooh. the word <clears> back and forth like they were in a court of heaven.
1: Yeah, yeah it says this. Word. Oh,
0: but it says this. I'll trump you on that one, you know. And Whoa, it's powerful that's uh, well,
1: very good insight it's, yeah, it's very powerful true.
0: when we just use anything in here I tell you anything even the weird stuff anything in here in the Bible is like a legal document and yeah. that's why you be careful how you pray you know Anyway, you know right and I know
1: for real for decree a thing and it shall be established that's yes, exactly
0: right I was just so, studying you know, and,
1: and that's and that's important in courtroom language yeah. too, because things are established in court when a decree is written or made in the court right I remember the, a big, simple revelation I got that was just something in just the natural was like, well, I used to say, well, why do we need to go to court? Well, I thought about my life on the street, right? I mean, when I would get arrested, which I got arrested dozens of times, okay, I would get arrested and then they would take me to a, a hearing and I would post a bail bond, right, and, and so that I could get out. But it was on the premise that I would return to court To face the charges against me so I would get bailed out and then I would never go back so what would happen was is like because I didn't show up to court they would then issue a warrant for my arrest and when the next time I ran into the police I would get arrested because I didn't go to court it's like God used that as 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 a simple way to tell me this is why you need to go to court because whoever doesn't go to court loses whoever doesn't right. show up to a court case loses
0: yeah, that's incredible insight and of course anyone uh, has been an, into court or anything and they can understand uh, that type of thing. I actually got called for jury duty and that was just a few weeks ago I spent a day and a half observing now they didn't choose me to be on but I think the Lord put me there to, to really get a deeper understanding.
1: Yeah. of how
0: things work, how the justice system works. Yeah,
1: that's good.
0: The justice system of heaven. So so anyway, there's even so much stuff. You've written a couple of books, and, uh, and you know, we'll talk about that in just a bit. But just what's going on right now? Are you getting anything from the Lord?
1: Well, there's been a couple of things. I mean, we're fighting the spirit of death, which has been one of the biggest battles mm-hmm. we've ever had. Oh, I'm seeing a lot of success in that. And it has to do with the courts. Right. Taking the spirit of death to court. Yeah. And, I mean, I just was in Minnesota, and I had a woman come up behind me and tug on the back of my shirt. And I turned around, and when I looked at her, I I almost gasped because she was so sucked up. I mean, her skin was black and, like, gray. She had no life in her. Her bones were sticking out of her body. Mm -hmm. She looked horrible. And I said, what can I do? help you with and she said I am dying my body is dying Hmm. and then she began to tell me about how she had radon poisoning mold poisoning and all these things and they treated her but she never recovered and so she said now I have no strength no energy my body's getting sucked up more and more I I can't eat I, I I'm dying literally and as she was telling me this I saw a vision of myself grabbing her shoulders and violently shaking her and commanding the spirit of death to come out. So when she was done telling me her story, I went, well, to tell you the truth, I, I just saw myself doing something kind of radical to you. Are you okay with me doing that?" And she goes, yes, do it. I'm ready. I came here to get healed. And so I grabbed her and I went, yeah, come out. And I shook her violently and said that like six or seven times. And then, boom, she went down like like a tree, wow. right? And then she started crying, and I was like, oh, no. I think I hurt her, right? So I'm, I'm decreeing life over here. Now I have <laughs> life to come into your organs, life yeah. to come into your body, life. And then she finally stopped, and then when she opened her eyes, I said, what happened? And she looked at her daughter, and she said, did you see that? And I was like, what? And she goes, that big puff of smoke, black smoke that wow. came out of me. She got delivered of death. Yeah. And uh, that and and the next day I saw her, she came. I didn't even recognize her. She looked completely different in 24 hours. She said, I got up this morning. I had no problem getting ready. I did my own hair. She goes, when I was walking through the parking lot with my family to come into the church, I was the fastest one. I walked faster (laughs) than everybody else. I stood in the front and I worshiped and I danced and I sang the whole worship session. I went to lunch. I ate my whole lunch. I was famished. She goes, I feel terrific. She goes, I know I got delivered to death. I came here to live. And so that was all about, you know, part of that was about taking death to court. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That is so powerful. Now, uh, for your friends out there, uh, don't try this, uh, you know, unless yeah, someone
1: just gonna say that. gives you the permission. Say, don't do and something the unless you're told and yeah. shown by, by the Holy the Spirit. And just because it worked on one woman doesn't mean that, you go and you do that to everyone.
0: Absolutely, I had someone yeah. pray for me. They came up to me. Now I always ask. Someone came up to me, a woman years ago when we started our first one of our first meetings in Hollywood, and she said, uh, "Do you mind if I pray for you?" Because I just saw someone healed, and I wasn't even sick at the time, you know. And uh, yeah, I just thought, okay. Well, now I ask because she hit me in the chest so hard that her handprint was there, and I I went down, lost my breath, went down. And she's they, they checking for my pulse, and it was like a, a red handprint on my chest. And I got up and I said, I don't think that was the Lord. And I, ever since then, I've always asked, there's times now. But again, listen, when I got healed of Huntington's disease, uh, you know, it was a death sentence over me. It started by a meeting in 1999 when John Paul Jackson called people forward. We didn't even know I had it. And uh, John Paul Jackson called people forward to in a in a meeting, and he said, "There's people here who have had multiple deaths in your family." I went up, and he slugged me. I flew. He slugged me in the stomach. I flew ten feet. I kid you not, ten feet, and the spirit of death flew off of me. And wow. within two years, I was totally healed of Huntington's. But it it started with that act of, of faith. And uh, like, again, don't try it unless it's, you know, the Lord really tells you. And and like you said, but there's something powerful that we're moving into. I love your stories. Let's go for it right now. Keep going.
1: Yeah. No. um, So since we're on that topic, should we just continue on that topic?
0: Absolutely.
1: Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, it's like, why do we have to take death to court? Because the reason death is able to attack us is because we broke the law. And that sin allows death. So I'll just read this very eye-opening scripture. Okay, it's Romans 7 5 in the, the Amplified Classic. It says, this is Paul talking. He says, when we were living in the flesh in physical lives, the sinful passions that were awakened and aroused up by what the law makes sin. Did you hear that? By what the law makes sin. were constantly operating in our bodily organs so that we bore fruit for death. Hmm. So you see, when we break the law, when we sin by breaking the law, it allows death to produce fruit in our bodily organs. So when you break the law, what does that mean? You have to go to court, right, for breaking the law. Right. And that Satan is called the accuser of the brethren. I think accuser is um, or the adversary is antidecos. It means one who brings a lawsuit. Uh huh right so he brings a lawsuit against us in court and so he goes to court and he says well they broke the law here and they broke the law there and the thing is is this is a foolproof strategy on his part because it's impossible to keep the whole law that's what the bible says right. in james okay so he can go into the court and say they broke the law here and there and and then he gets a judgment against us and that allows the spirit of death to attack our quote bodily organs so it's basically, you know, in the simplicity that death is able to cause aging, disease, disorders, sicknesses, inflammations, anything else, because we've broken the law, and and then Satan is able to accuse us of breaking the law. So uh, that's why we we have to take that to court.
0: Yeah, so there's a balance in here, what I'm hearing you say, because some people don't understand, well, that sounds like Old Testament, but... but I, I guess what you're saying then is the Old Testament is the law, right? And that's the, where the sin, but you, when you bring it to court, you're bringing it under the new covenant, is that?
1: You're, yeah, yeah. you're bringing it in the new covenant and what you're doing is, for me, I've learned that I have to take death into a specific court, and that is the grace core. And I'll, and I'll hmm. tell you why. And as I tell you this, I don't want people to think that I'm going into some crazy grace message where I don't believe that we need to repent for our sins. Right. Because I, I, you know, Jesus said repent for the kingdom of heaven is near. You know, he said repent and refreshing, time for refreshing shall come. There's all kinds of scriptures that talk about repentance. But the thing about it is, is that Because we can never keep the whole law, Satan is always accusing us of it. But that's why we need to go into a particular court, and it's called the grace court. Because according to the Bible, grace supersedes and overcomes every time that we break the law. And so I'll just give you an example. It's in Romans 5.20. This is in the Amplified Classic. It says, but then the law came in uh, to expand and increase the trespass. But where sin increases and abounded, grace God's unmerited favor has surpassed it, increased the more, and superbounded. So see, grace superbounds and surpasses every time we break the law. There is in heaven a, what's called the grace court. It's in Hebrews 4:16. Says, "Come boldly before the throne of grace to receive grace and mercy in your time of need." Okay, so why is that a court? Because the word throne there, thronos, means a judge's bench. So it's not just the throne God's sitting upon as God. It's also the bench, the judge's bench that God, the judge of all the earth sits on and in a courtroom called grace. When you go there, you can go boldly before the throne of grace. So any believer can go into this particular type of courtroom. And when we go boldly before the judge of all the earth, that courtroom is administrated according to the grace. And grace, what's good about grace is this, is that grace is the power that imparts everything Jesus won for us on the cross. So it says, you know, by grace through faith, we are saved. So it's our faith activates this power of grace that enables us to receive everything Jesus won in ourselves that allows us to have salvation, right? So when we partake of grace... We're partaking of what Christ won for us on the cross. And the Bible says that Jesus fulfilled all the righteous requirements of the law for us. So when we're when we're partaking of grace in the grace court, that means that He fulfilled the law for us. And that we can go against the enemy. And we can say, Wow, we're in the grace court. You're accusing us of breaking the law. And and death is attacking our body. But hey, I've got grace, so that grace is going to superbound." And increase even more than my sin, and wipe out that law charge that's against me. Thus, death is going to have to let go.
0: This is so deep, yet simple, right? Yeah, right. Powerful, and it's based on the word, and it is probably one of the most uh, the most simplistic explanations of the court of heaven you did it better than that you know i talk about the court of heaven all the time that was so good because you talk about what's going to happen if we don't go first of all that's why we get sick we can get hit and people say how could a loving god cause all you know let those things happen well it's god's not a dictator he doesn't force his word or his will or his ways, so we have to exercise it. Uh, I love the use of the grace court. That's a place to start. That's where most people go is come before the throne boldly, the throne of grace. I love the study that you did and the Greek on that. And that is such a powerful explanation. Uh, now, let's just go a little bit deeper on it.
1: Yeah. Okay, well, so think about it. Like it says, come boldly before the throne of grace receive grace and mercy in your time of need. The Bible says mercy triumphs over judgment. So see, in this grace court, anybody can go, any believer, because I don't know. So, I mean, you can jump in and and tell me how you feel about that. But there are certain courtrooms that I don't think everyone's allowed into, you know. But in this courtroom, because it says come boldly, that means that anyone can go. And it can go just at the very simplest level. You can walk in there and say, well, I can be in here because the Bible says I can come boldly before the throne of grace to receive grace and mercy in my time of need. I know that even if I have sinned, I'll receive grace, which supersedes and overcomes the law. Right. According to that scripture. So no matter if I screwed up or not, I'm still going to be able to win my case and I'll receive mercy even if I screwed up or not, because mercy always triumphs over judgment. So this is like the most basic level, easiest court that anyone can go into. So whenever Satan is accusing us of anything, we can head right towards the grace court.
0: That's exactly right. And uh, I do tell people is be careful where you go. You know, if you're going in and praying and doing things in heaven, not to be afraid or anything, but be careful where you go. You know, there's certain places that. Like uh, the Daniel 7 courts is like the Supreme Court. You don't want to just pop in there, you know, for a minor minor violation, you know. you got to be permissioned. But this is, you're exactly right, Katie. This is, even believer and non-believer alike can go to this place. And some people actually find the Lord there at the throne of grace. Yeah,
1: right. And the thing, of, yeah, that's the thing about it is, even if you don't understand how to go into the court. Or the whole processes, but you know you need to, because you can, because if, if you're like me, and I know you are, but I, I believe other people are too. You can feel when the devil's accusing you, because your body starts hurting. You start to feel the swirl in your brain. My ears ring. Feel, right, right. It's like I get I get body pain. Your ears ring. I get body pain. I get neck pain, back pain. I'll get you know different areas of my body that feel like they're under attack. And it's like I've learned that God told me when you feel those things, Satan is standing in the court right at that moment accusing you. And so any believer, if they're starting to feel any type of swirl in their life or confusion hit their mind or their body gets attacked or under pain or they feel some sort of indication that they're being accused, it's probably that's what it is. Satan is standing in the court right at that moment accusing them of breaking the law and trying to put the spirit of death on their bodily organs at that moment to attack them. So because it's the grace court, there's a lot of grace for a new believer who doesn't know how to operate in the courts to just go in and say, wow, I throw myself under the grace and mercy of this court, knowing that even if I don't do the proper procedures exactly right, you know, the courtroom procedures, that I'll still be under grace, and I'll still be able to win my case because grace will always triumph over the law.
0: Yep, exactly. And, you know, I don't I don't take things lightly. Even as a prophet, a courts of course, heaven prophet, I, that means I operate, uh, you know, on people's behalf. I've been doing it for a long time. And one thing that I've noticed, even myself, is I don't take it lightly. You know, when I go to pray, I enter through the court of grace. And then I say, Lord, search me, Psalm one thirty. Uh, 139, I think it is. Search me and know, and test me and know my anxious thought. I stop for a moment and, and, cause I want to cleanse myself. And if I find anything, fine. Then First John 1 9 kicks in. You know, he's faithful and just to forgive you of your sins, purify you of all unrighteousness. So I actually take that moment. If there's even, even the smallest thing, I just say, Lord, forgive me. Uh, you know, and, and then I get that now you're under First John 1 9 that you're purified from all unrighteousness then the prayers of a righteous person are powerful and effective so see you've actually by that act of grace the simple court of grace put you in line to probably one of the more powerful principles of the prayers of a righteous man or woman are powerful and effective all by the throne of grace the court of grace repenting then stepping into it what we don't realize is when you get accused by the enemy he's trying to make you feel guilty well you need to step forward and and you know whether you repeat things or not i just say this if you're a repeat offender you know what jesus said peter asked him how many times do i have to forgive seven times seventy in other words i go back every day my wife and i in fact we're we're still battling with some things in in our life in our ministry and so we have a prayer that we pray daily i call it it's just my, my grace prayer. I'm praying daily until I see some results if we're struggling with certain things. And if you have some things in your life that you, that you know that you're struggling with, approach the throat. Do not allow it to, to keep you away from the Lord. It's the worst thing that you could ever do. And that's why I, I, I'm known as a prophet of love and grace because I know that I got knocked away from the Lord years ago. I was supposed to be operating way longer. But the court of the accuser got a hold of me, you know, and I got I got under condemnation and, and, and the Lord is really moving right now. We're about wow. to do something. Uh, Katie, let's just, you know, take this a little bit further here. And I think there's something coming. I feel the anointing uh, happening. The heavens are opening right now.
1: Right. So, yeah, let me just share two scriptures because I think this is going to help people a lot. and I think people need to write these down because it's really going to help people. It's like, OK, remember I said what it says in James that it says it's impossible to keep the whole law because if you offended one area, yeah. you've broken it all. OK. And so Satan is counting on that. He's counting on you can never keep the law. I got you. Right. I'm going to go to court and accuse you because I, I got an endless list of stuff to accuse you of. So I love what it says in Romans 6:14 in the Amplified Classic. It says, for sin shall no longer exert dominion over you. Since now you are not under the law as a slave, hmm. but under grace as subjects of God's favor and mercy. Okay, so well, I could go a lot of ways with that, but I just want to point that out. That it says that we're no longer not under the law as a slave, but we're under grace instead. Because grace always super over our sin of breaking the law. See, that's good because, see, if we were slaves to a law that we could not keep, we would have no hope at all. That's why the Bible says, it says, look, I know, right there Paul's saying, I know it's impossible for you to keep the law. That's why you're not under the law as a slave, because you can never be a slave to something you can't keep. That's why you're under grace. So that's such good news for everybody, because that that means that when we mess up, we have to say, look, I'm not under the law as a slave. I don't have to keep it perfectly, even though I'm trying to, and by the Holy Spirit unction, it's my desire to always walk in holiness. But when I mess up, I am under grace instead. I'm under grace as a subject of God's favor and mercy. So you always know that you have that when you mess up. It's not an excuse to sin. It's never an excuse to sin. Grace is never an excuse to sin. But when we do mess up, we know that we have that grace so that when the enemy's trying to uh, assault us, that we have that, that covering over us of grace that will always trump the law. And I like what it says in Romans 5, 1 and verse 2. It says, and this is courtroom language. Doug, so this will really resonate with you. It says this, for we are justified, acquitted, acquitted. That is courtroom language yeah. to be acquitted, right, of a right. charge. That means you're cleared of a charge, absolved of a charge, cleared of a charge. It says we are justified, acquitted, and declared righteous and given, right standing with God through faith. And through him, we have this access, this entrance by our faith into grace, the state of God's favor in which we firmly and safely stand. Remember, it's by grace of faith that we're saved. And when we're saved, we become, through this grace, we become justified with God. We become acquitted with God. We, be, we are declared righteous with God. And righteous people who have been acquitted and are justified win their cases in court.
0: That's so powerful. Then what happens when you win your case in court? Then you have to collect. You know, you you have to then uh, something happens in court. You know, and, and the judgment is ruling. Some people say, "Well, how do you know?" Well, you'll have a dream. Suddenly, you, it's like it's like hearing God's. People say, "How do I know if I won my case?" Well, you'll know. You'll either like I just said, you'll have a dream. Someone will tell you, or the song will come on the radio. In other words, God will speak to you in some way. That you can hear them. You'll let you know that you now have authority. Now, once you win your case, you know, in the, in a sense, you can then walk and ask the Lord for payback, for repayment of the enemy, or for for me, I'm asking for favor, finances, and souls. Uh, that's what I want. Uh, some people want different things, you know. But the last thing you want to ask for is revenge. That and you know, right, there's amen. a verse on that, right? <clears throat> right yeah right and uh let the lord do that once i think the early mistakes i made in the courts of heaven uh, when i started to operate a few years ago is i was just so angry at the enemy hitting me and other people that i just wanted kind of revenge on the enemy i guess i wanted to take him to court and you don't want to do that you want the lord to do it i learned it later that you want the lord to be able to do that you know vengeance and justice is mine says the lord you don't want to you don't want to take that out on yourself. And once you get operated, this place of no judgment, then things turn around for you. And uh, I feel that the heavens are open right now. And Katie, I just think that maybe we can give some words or minister however you want to do it. I am just really feeling the power. Uh, so. Okay,
1: yeah. Um, well, I'll just tell a story and then I'll start ministering. Sure. Um, I was in Minnesota and, you know, you talked about how, you know, if, when you're, Case you can get a dream, you could get a word from the Lord, you could get something in the Bible that'll tell you. But I had an open, actual manifestation of a miracle happen. I was praying for this kid that had torn ACLs and nothing was happening. It was one of those moments when you feel so disappointed because it's not God that's not making it happen, it's that you're missing something, right? Yeah, so I'm praying for him and I'm not getting anything. And then I also hear numbness in the toes. So I asked him, Is that you? Do you have numbness in the toes? and he said, No. But the lady next to him said, yes. So I said, sorry, kid. And then I went to her and I said, so you have numbness in the toes. Why? And she said, I had a knee surgery. And when they put in the the implant and then they sewed back up my leg, they misplaced my bone. Mm. And she goes, and then when I started to do the rehab, the bone, because it was in the wrong place, as I walked, my tendons stretched, and the bone slipped forward, and now it's protruding out of my arch. Wow. And it was, Doug. You could actually see the bone sticking out of her arch. And the lady next door even testified that she saw it, like, protruding from the arch. And I was like, oh, my God, how do I pray for this? So I'm sitting there, like, listening to the Lord, and I hear him say, she has a tree growing up in the middle of her leg. Now, to me... That means idolatry is in the bloodline because the Bible talks in Isaiah 44 about how people would cut down trees and they would fashion idols out of them and then they worship those idols. So I knew that she had broken the law or her family, someone in her family line had broken the law by worshiping an idol and that Satan was accusing her in the court and I needed to take it to the grace court. So I didn't have time to explain the whole teaching to her. So I just said simply, I said, just simply pray after me. You have the right to go boldly into this grace court because that's what the Bible said. So I had her decree, okay, Lord, I come boldly before her the throne of grace to receive grace and mercy in my time of need. And I had her repent for her idolatry. And then I had her decree she was under grace and not under the law. I had her say the scriptures that I had just brought into this teaching today. She said them. And then I commanded her soul to be healed of anything she had in common with that idolatry. And then I commanded the bone to move, and it did. Yeah, so I have this on video. I wow. I don't know if we can put it up. Yeah, we'll put it up there. We'll have it so you can put it up yeah, there. Yeah, we will. But I have the testimony. She stood up. She had now, because she had numbness in her feet because of the bone protruding, was pushing on an artery and a nerve, which caused her pain and numbness. She She could only hobble along. She stood up. She could totally walk on the foot. No pain, no numbness. She came up on stage, testified. She sat down, put her leg up, and now the protrusion in her arch was no longer there. The lady sitting next to her that saw the protrusion testified, yeah, I saw it before, and it certainly looks different now. I don't see it anymore. And I actually called her about three weeks after that and said, how are you doing? She said, I totally have no pain, no numbness. The bone is moved. The protrusion wow. is gone. I canceled the surgery Come on. that I was going to be doing to move the bone back in its right place. And then since then, I've gone to other meetings. Like I just went to Kansas, and I walked everybody through that same thing. But what I first did is I said, anybody that has curvature of the spine, spinal stenosis, any bone issues in your spine or your body – come up now. They came up. I had two chiropractors there and two nurses. They checked every single person's back. It was like 30 people. And I said, I want you to remember what that person's back feels like. So they checked for dips and twists and and S curves and everything else. They went back to their seat. I walked them through going up into the grace court, repenting for idolatry and receiving grace for every time they broke the law. And then... People started getting healed right in their seats. I didn't lay hands on them, nothing. An angel came and moved their spines into place. They came up and were testifying. I got all kinds of crazy video of it. Wow. One lady was this lady named Leslie Tracy. She'd had an S in the top and an S, a dip going in with an S on the bottom in her spine her whole life. Been proven by doctors and x rays. She's in the process of getting an x ray now. Every time she's at the meeting, her best friend is a nurse. And she would like the power would hit and she'd say, Check my spine, and she'd say, No, it's still crooked, still crooked, still crooked. And had checked it like five, six, seven times. After the prayer, her friend checks that her spine is completely straight, totally healed. Her bones moved into place without anybody touching her because we took her to the grace court. So let's do let's work on this any bone issues that anybody has. Anybody has any, you know, bones out of place, twisted spine, um, you know, scoliosis, spinal stenosis, any type of issues, with even the knees, hips, anything like that. You may have a demon spirit on you from an idol. Now, remember in the Bible, in Psalms 135 and in Revelations 9, it says, idols cannot see, they cannot hear, they cannot walk, and they cannot talk. So idols cause deafness, dumbness, blindness, and crippling diseases of the Mm. body that prevent you from walking fully and having health in your physical spine. So if you have any idolatry in your bloodline or even any idolatry in your life right now, because, you know, we can make idols out of anything. Like we can make idols out of, you know, our kids, possessions, our home, our ministry, our business, anything. So if you have any idolatry in your bloodline right now, or any idols that you've made in your life currently, we're going to repent, and then we're going to go up into the grace court and face the accusations that Satan has put against us. Because he's accusing you of breaking the law through your idolatry, and then he's putting the spirit on your body that is an idolatrous spirit that prevents you from walking right, from having a straight spine, healthy knees, healthy joints, healthy back, and everything else. Okay, so... Let's first start by asking the Holy Spirit to just remind us if there's anything in your life right now that you've turned into an idol, just so you can bring that up before the Lord. Amen. So just right now, we release the Holy Spirit right now. Just remind anybody if if they've turned anything like their business or ministry, anything into an idol, and you'll know you have if you spend excessive time thinking about it, if you spend too much money on that thing, if you spend too much energy and time towards that thing, then you'll know. So, just let Holy Spirit tell you right now. Yeah. Okay. All right. Now, grab hold of that thing in your mind. And we're going to go boldly into the throne room of grace right now. Right. To so receive grace and mercy in our time of need. So, Father, we do that right now. As we're here on earth, we're operating in heaven because we're seated in heavenly realms with Christ. And so now we go boldly. All of us can go. Every believer has the right. Right now, before the judge of all the earth. As he sits on his throne of grace yes, Lord. to receive to receive grace and mercy in our time of need. And as we step into that court, I just want you to just start repenting for whatever that idolatry is. Go ahead and do it right now. Others right now. We just repent right now for making idols out of our business, our ministry, our children, our husbands, our wives, ourselves. Um, making possessions into idols. And anything else and idolatry in our bloodline going all the way back to Adam. And just say that repentance prayer right now. And then I want you to start saying, decreeing these grace scriptures over yourself right now. As the power of grace is going to come against the law. All right. So just repeat after me to say, but then the law came in to expand and increase the trespass. Making it more apparent an exciting opposition, but where my sin of law breaking increased and abounded, the power of grace, God's unmerited favor, has surpassed my law breaking, and even superabounded over it. Okay, so say that. Just continue praying with me. Say, I may have broken the law through idolatry. But grace is superabounding right now over my sin and destroying every accusation of law breaking that Satan is bringing against me in court. Say, I'm not under the law as a slave, but I'm under grace as God's unmerited favor and mercy. Say this now with me. Grace is not earned. It's freely given. It's something I didn't deserve. Even when I sin and blow it, I have access to grace. Say it doesn't mean I have the right to sin, but it means that when I sin, I am covered by grace because of Jesus' death on the cross. Okay, now do one more scripture with me. Ready? This is Romans 5. And I want you to just decree this after me. Ready? Just say, I now, because of Jesus' death on the cross, am justified, acquitted, which means I am cleared and absolved of all charges because I've been declared righteous and given right standing with God Because of grace through faith. Say, grace has declared me acquitted of all charges in this grace court. Say, because of grace, I have mercy, and mercy triumphs over all judgment. Okay, so now just stay there right there, and I'm going to make some decrees over you while you stay right in that place. Father, I thank you that we have the right to come to the grace court and receive grace every time we've broken the law. And everybody that's watching right now has broken the law through some sort of idolatry, either in their life or in their bloodline, but they are under grace. Grace has super abounded and superseded every time they've broken the law by committing idolatry. And they're not under the law as a slave because they can never keep the whole law, but rather they're under grace as God's subject of his favor and his mercy. It's unmerited and it's undeserved and it's unearned. And they have it right now because they're standing in the grace court receiving it. And it's coming against those those law breaking times of idolatry in their lives. And so right now, as that grace is being poured out of them in the court right now, I speak to that demon spirit that was assigned to them through their law breaking that's affecting their bones and their body and causing crippling diseases. In their legs, in their spine, in their shoulders, in their knees, in their neck, right now. And I suspend time right now, and I speak to that spirit, and I command it to come out. Come out of the back. Come out of the neck. Come out of the knees. Come out of the elbows. Come out, you spirit. Come out. You have to come out because their law breaking is under grace. You have no more legal rights, so you have to come out. In the name of Jesus. I'll Break the assignment. I break it in the name. I break it in the name. I break it in the name. I break it in the name of Jesus. I decree right now that all your pain is leaving now. All pain and source of the pain right now leaving. All trauma and all things in the soul realm is leaving. Healed by dunamis power right now. Right now. Right now. Right now. Pain is going right now. And movement is coming, returning to the body right now. Movement returning to the body. I want you to start testing yourself. And pain is receding now, right now, right now, in Jesus' name. Movement returning to the body right now, right now, right now, in Jesus' name. Pain going right right now as you test yourself right now, right now, right now. Cartilage growing back. I command creative miracles to come into the spine. Discs being replaced. Cartilage coming back. Right now in Jesus' name. Right now. Right now. Now, as you test yourself, let me just tell you about some more miracles. There was a woman in that Kansas meeting. She had been having a S-curve and a twist in her spine for 20 years from a car accident. She was in that meeting. She had a wheelchair in the back of her car Just in case she could no longer walk, because that's how much pain she was in. She was on three oxycodons a day Ah. and other pain meds, and she still had pain. Her pain had been so bad that her mother had to come over to her house every day for 20 years to get her daughter up, to get her showered and dressed, and to make food for the kids and to send them off to school. Her mother came up and testified. But that woman, after we took her up to the grace court and took that idol to court, got up, stood up in front of everybody, was touching her toes, reaching her arms, crying, saying she was completely out of pain, totally healed. The chiropractor that checked her before we went to the grace court testified that, yes, she had an S and a twist in her spine. Same, It wasn't a chiropractor. It was a nurse. Same nurse named Pam came up, checked her back afterwards, I have this on video, we'll post it so you can watch the miracle, checked her back afterwards and said, oh yeah, her spine is completely different, she's totally had a healing, she was completely healed, totally free, then another guy came up, he had been in Taiwan and had a staph infection hit him underneath his glute muscle, Ate his glute muscle, he had to spend 21 days in the hospital, five bags of saline, they had to insert, go do surgery, insert the side of his glute muscle, scrape out the infection and wash it out with saline. It ate some of his glute muscle and his wife, who was one of the chiropractors there, testified that one side of his rear end went like this and the other side went down like this. Because the infection ate the glute muscle. But when we took him up to the court, his glute muscle grew back. He grew back his butt muscle. He came up, demonstrated how, because he's a truck driver, that for years he had to sit crooked Mm -hmm. like this because of the uneven glute muscle. And he even had to sit on his fist to even himself out. Sat down on a chair and demonstrated how he was perfectly straight. His wife said, I'll be able to tell when I get him on the bed in the hotel room. I looked down and saw a rug on the floor. I lifted up the rug. He got behind the rug and laid there. And his wife checked and came up and said, yes, his butt muscle has grown back. Wow. We have that video and we'll post it.
0: Wow. This is well I just got a healing. I didn't even know Thank I had anything. Jesus. But before we were on, I said... Yeah, the Lord did tell me in prayer this morning, there's a hidden generational curse I hadn't gotten to that I couldn't find. And I knew that the enemy was attacking me in different ways. I don't know. But then I got this stabbing pain in my shoulder when you started to pray. So I repented. Now, you don't have to always know. I said, now I'm just going to take this because it must be the generational curse of idolatry somewhere, knowingly or unknowingly. All four lines of my family, all the way back to Adam, or whatever it might have been, idolatry to ministry, idolatry to to anything. So I repented. Then suddenly, when you started doing that, it was like a spear got pulled right out of my back. Thank and you, And I, I feel, you know, I definitely feel way better. Wow. I was different you, aware God. of I knew it was an area of weakness in me where every time I would, you know, I wasn't walking with pain all the time, but it was like I would get a spear in my back feeling, but now it's totally gone. So uh, I just want to encourage people that you know, this stuff is for real. The Lord, I tell you, the demonic realm can attack believers. I found yes. out because even as a prophet, I was being attacked. And that uh, it was legal right that it had gotten there because of different things, you know, generational things. or things that I, maybe that I had done in the past. You're going to need to watch this again. We're going to post the videos and watch this. And write down those grace scriptures. Walk through this because we're going to see... We're going to get testimonies back. We always do. And especially around Katie's ministry. And we're going to get testimonies back of what's going to happen. I know I got a healing and something's mm-hmm. about to happen. I can I can hear in the courts of heaven now because of, uh, you know, I can hear these things. all of a sudden my ears started to ring. I know that the enemy is like, wait a minute, you know, he's trying to use back. And I'm, I feel this uh, warmth of the glory of the Lord here. So, yeah, I think
1: as, as if I could say the final thing is when people feel like they're being attacked or they don't know what's going on, you know, your repentance, we all been repenting, but now repent and move right into grace. Yeah, go, go look up every grace scripture you have and just stand there and just start decreeing the grace scriptures because the enemy cannot fight grace. Because it says that we're no longer under the law, but under grace. So when he accuses us of breaking the law, we gotta come back with him with, Yeah, of course. It's impossible for me to keep the law. That's why Jesus put me under grace. Right. So just make sure that, you know, everybody, like add your repentance, grace, grace, grace. Yeah. And then the enemy cannot fight that. Because if you didn't have grace, if you don't use grace, and you're basically saying I don't need what Jesus won for me because it's grace that imparts that victory to us.
0: Yeah. It's still it's very similar like the parable Jesus told, he said, you know, this man cleaned up the house, drove out the demon, went got seven more and came back and overtook him because he didn't fill it with grace or light, he the light of the Lord. And you can be filled, he must become greater, I must become less. You are just filling him right now. Just fill your body, fill your uh spirit, fill everything, your soul. Fill it all with the power, with the grace of the Lord. Walk in his light. It's going to be so good. Wow, this is so powerful, Katie. Well, uh, why don't you just tell us a little bit more about how we could uh, follow you, anything that you have to offer, and your books, whatever's going on right now.
1: Well, um, there, I do touch on the Assyrian king and the courts, and then touch on It's actually the teachings about it. It's called Victory and Trials. So we might want, I don't even know if I still have it here. I think Daniel did bring it. But you can go on to my website. It's a brand-new product, and it has two discs of soaking, of taking people into the courts. And I'm also doing a workshop, a live workshop on it, a live workshop where I walk people in-depth through the Grace Court and through the Ancient Days Court to take care of the strong man. So that's a live workshop coming up. So I would say that we'll put up a link for them to get into that. But that would be something that – of people would probably really benefit from
0: yeah you know uh she has soaking cds and when i was going through my healing I, you play them all night or you know whatever you like all day in the background you have to hear it with your ears it gets in your spirit and i just love yeah. oh my goodness during my times of getting healed of uh, a couple of things chemical sensitivity was so bad i i, I couldn't even wear my own clothes wow. and i would just soak and Remember? soak and soak and Take communion and soak in those CDs and, and the uh, and the worship and things like that. So there's a there's a powerful anointing. Now, what's your
1: website? Uh, just go to katiecruz.com. All right. And you have a TV show? Yeah, it's called Healing the Soul: Real Keys to the Miraculous. And they can see the episodes either by going on our website or they can go on YouTube. And also Facebook has a lot of the broadcast there. Uh-huh. And in almost every show, I always have an activation prayer at the end. So it's not just like, you know, information. It's also we move into healing.
0: Yeah. You so. know, just go out and Google. Uh, I always tell people because I've been, I've been doing live broadcast since 2009. I've been blogging since 2006. Uh, Katie's been doing this a long time with her TV show so I always say if you have a question you know just you can either Google Katie Souza and the issue or Doug Addison and the issue you're probably going to find something for the longest time I would go like wow I'm really having an issue with this thing and I just Google Katie Souza and and whatever that was and it was a a teaching uh, that would walk you through and so uh, Katie gives so much so freely online Gives her stuff away, and I just want to encourage you to uh, to check out, follow her on social media. Just go to her website, uh, and there's always some good stuff. And in fact, it's so rich and packed. Some people contact me and say, "Where do I
1: start uh,
0: when I go to Katie's?" <laughs> so, where do they start, Katie? What do you recommend?
1: Well, you know, if they're if they're just brand new to the Lord or to soul healing, start at episode one of the T V broadcast and just work your way up because yeah. it takes you step by step. I would say that. If you're more advanced, you know, just like you said, put in my name and the subject and then see what YouTube comes up with, Google comes up with and you know, you can even just go watch miracles on YouTube. I've got thousands of miracles posted on YouTube and so if you want to get your faith up for your yep. miracle like Put in your disorder in my name and then see if a miracle footage comes up. You can watch that. So there's a lot of ways to just Google stuff and look at it. And I also go on my Facebook page and just look for any of the, you know, where I'm on the phone like this doing a live broadcast Uh because I cover a lot of material in those too.
0: Okay. Well, great. Uh, Katie, thank you so much. We're so excited and excited for what's coming and a book coming out, I assume. And uh, we'll be watching for that as well. All right, everybody. See you soon. Thanks for listening to Spirit Connection with Doug Addison. Connect with him online at DougAddison.com.